us into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, and chat with me. When I smile, I shine so bright, I'm proving with the Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, your favorite moms hangout. I am your host, Allison Nick, and here we talk about all of the highs and lows of life after baby. You will receive your full postpartum advantage that includes mom's tips on faith, mental care, relationships, and more. We are postpartum's advantage. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. Now, let's start the show. Hey, hey, mom friends. So before we get into our last interview of the year, um, I wanted to run a couple of things by you real quick. So first off, um, we had our So Warm drive that we were doing and we were going to donate it to one nonprofit. It came to be that we actually found um, my husband. My husband's um, mother, who's a pastor, heard of a woman who just moved down here from another city. Her apartment burned. Um, her apartment caught on fire. She is a single mom of five children. And so they are in need. And so we are going to be donating whatever we get. Um, right now I'm doing donations based off of my closet, my wardrobe, anything. So if you guys are wanting to give and help this family, her kids range from one to 15. I believe she's about 31. So like my age, 31, 32 years old with these children. And so if you guys want to donate, um, I'm going, we're going to be giving to them this Friday. So everything that I have been getting together for, um, the so warm drive will be going to them. Um, <clears throat> which is crazy because God has given me a nonprofit to start. It's not going to be, it's, it's, it's something in the future. I'm not going to say the name, but it's for people who are in distress after fire. I just realized that. Wow. Okay. Anywho. Um, so that is that. Secondly, this podcast <laughs> episode is brought to you by our mommy mental check-in freebie. If you have not gotten it, I don't know why not, because it's free. <laughs> the link is in the show notes, but it is a mental freebie that walks you through your emotions, that takes you step-by-step in processing, gives you suggestions and methods to decompress, to let everything out, to help you communicate, gives you resources um, if you feel like you don't have any to turn to so you can be a better advocate for yourself. Here on this podcast, in my business, everything is more about advocating better for yourself so you can be a better you to serve your family. So this freebie is amazing. We've had um, plenty of people reach out and say that it flows beautifully. It's easy to read. It's easy to comprehend. It gives great advice. Um, 
And there's also a promise that you make to yourself at the end as well. So I'm not just here giving resources and giving suggestions, but we're putting some stuff into action. There is a call to action in there as well, because we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Okay. (laughs) So with that being said, um, I just wanted to put it out there. I just wanted to. um... Oh, well, that's that's who the podcast episode is. That's how the spot. That's how this episode is sponsored by. I'm gonna get it out. Anywho, I'm so excited because if you guys looked on Instagram, you guys saw that I did my first ever vending event this past weekend, and it is with my beautiful interviewer that I had here. We have a lot of fun on this interview, and she was our top episode last year and the year before. So I think I might just make this a recurring thing at the end of the year to have my good friend Mary come on and talk and let's just have conversation because y'all seem to like it. (laughs) So um, after this, I'm going to be doing some replays. I'm going to start going into my... um, I'm going to go into my fast. I do every year. Um, I will t- typically whenever I go into my fast, I shut things down on the podcast. I'm not going to do it this year. There's going to be about a month of replays. Some of my favorite things, some of you guys favorite episodes. Um, so, yeah, don't forget again to share with a friend, to leave a review, to download this episode, um, to subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, let's get to it. Hey, mom friends. So we are back with another episode and with another one of our hosts, one of our repeat hosts. This is her second time on the podcast. I'm super excited (laughs) Um, because you guys apparently liked her episode, too, because this is one of our top 20, top 20. It's like it's like 13 of our podcast episodes. Yes. Out of all these episodes we got, it's like top 13. So I am super excited. The voice that you guys hear is no other than the Mary. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> hey. So we talked about it literally last year around this time. We had an episode. We talked about how we know each other, everything like that. So you guys got to go back. That one is called How to Balance It All, I believe it's called. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I'm super excited. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Let them uh, know, you know, who you be. Hi, I'm Mary. Um <laughs> I am a mom, wife, uh, friend, <laughs> um, daughter, everything, <laughs> business owner. Um, we'll talk about that soon. Yes. And I'm just loving life right now, loving the direction my life is heading and everything is, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, yes. yes. So let's dive into that business owner piece. Okay. So tell me about <laughs> your journey. So going from your day job, you, you were a social worker, to mm-hmm. blowing up your, your passion, to blowing up your side hustle, pretty much, in a sense. It wasn't a side hustle always, but, you know, as we got into adulthood, you got right. the story. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it was a very long process, or at least it felt like it was a very long process. It was probably exactly the amount of time it needed to be. But I was a social worker. I started out working for CPS. Um, I worked for a disability services agency. And then I worked in the schools for the past like seven or eight years, something like that. Um, And I loved it. But of course, the whole time I kept dancing, kept teaching dance because I knew that was like my my main passion. I'm, I'm passionate about social work as well, but I just couldn't can't really live without dancing. I really can't. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What is that thing you can't live without? I exactly. like it. That would be one of them. Like, I just, 
I can't imagine a life where dance is not involved in something that I do. And it was no matter what, like whether I was teaching at a studio, teaching, I taught praise dance at a church for a couple of years. Um, I did, I taught some dance at some of the schools I worked at, just, just a lot of teaching dance. (laughs) And so, (laughs) right. And I always knew that I wanted to open up my own studio. Um, I think I was probably saying it in high school because I have, I don't remember, but people told me like, oh, I remember when you talked about that in high school. Like, so it was always a dream of mine. And uh, sometimes I would, I would say to myself, oh, I'm just going to talk about it for the rest of my life. And I'm not actually going to do it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Say that. And people would ask me, um, when are you going to open up your studio? And I'm like, it's going to happen. It's coming. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to actually do it. <laughs> Look, you didn't, you didn't even know you were manifesting over yourself. Over here trying to psych yourself out and manifest at the same time. Even when I finally decided. So basically in January of this year, um, I did a 21 day fast from social media. And I just spent that time talking to God and focusing on my um, relationship with God and just my spirituality. And on the third day of it, God came to me and said, this is the year it's time to open up the dance studio. And I, I swear that it just like came to me. And I'm like, it had to come from God because I've been talking yeah. about this forever. I've always known and not even maybe a couple months before or a few months before I might have texted Alex Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the girl, you know, Alex, the one that uh, directs the student, the studio yeah. with me. Um, I texted her and I was like, girl, eventually, I mean, I'm like, I said, I think I'm getting closer and I'm ready. Like we need to do this. And that was not even that long before that probably. And so then uh-huh. after that, I was like, okay, this is real. It really needs to happen. This is, this is time. And so I knew like it was time. I still didn't know how it was going to all work out. Um, and so I ended up texting a few of my friends for accountability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, y'all, this is actually it. This is the year. Hold me accountable. Don't let me not do it because I yeah. was scared. I, ain't gonna, I was very scared. And yeah. so I was like, um, I'm not going back to the school and I'm opening up my studio. I don't care what happens. I'm not going back and I'm opening up my studio. This is happening. And so. <laughs> 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 yeah but for real those fasts are so important I I think whenever you grow up as a kid because like I was Cumberland Presbyterian so we had the 40 days you know was it Lent we had the 40 day fast that we did every single year and um even though it's like I did it I didn't understand like the why you know behind it but now as an adult doing fast and truly seeking God's face or waiting to hear answer, um, developing that relationship. It's, it's crazy what you will get. If I did a fast around the same time and I got all my podcast episodes, like all the titles for the year, like God was like, this is what you're going to talk about. And I was like, it's cute. Like what? Like it's, it's just, it is like when you actually stop and listen, because I've always felt like I don't get any signs and like people will come to me and tell me, oh, such and such came up to me and spoke over my life or this. Mm -hmm. It's just like all these clear, just concrete signs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a clear concrete sign. Yeah. All along, I was getting signs. I just wasn't seeing them. And I didn't realize that they were signs 
um, because I, I guess I wanted them to be in your face. Like this is like, you know, yeah, billboard. <laughs> the billboard that says Mary, open up the studio. <laughs> so it, now. it took me silencing everything else to really hear God's voice. Yeah. That is so great. That's that's amazing, crazy at the same time. So like you said, dance has always just been a passion. So how did you keep that fire alive while you were going through the other transitions? You know, becoming a mom, um, you know, getting married, graduating college, and you know, just doing all these different things. Like, because because I feel like this is very important in this series because there's a lot of times where we let that fire die down of whatever our passion or whatever it is. So how did you keep it alive to help other people do the same thing? I would first say, I don't really feel that people let, let their passion die down. Like the fire never leaves, but I think that people set their passion to the, to the side to prioritize other things. And Mm -hmm. I get that because there's been times in my life where I've done that, where I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I remember Mm -hmm. when I, I'm not background dancing for another person. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to keep doing it. But I was six weeks pregnant with um, Weston and opened up a show for Rick Ross. And girl. Name drop. Name drop on here. <laughs> and, you know, I had to wear these tight clothes. <laughs> we were up there all day. I was in pain because yeah. I pregnant all those tight clothes thank you so much on my uh stomach and then the fact that we were there all like when you background dance and you professionally dance for people you don't know how long you're going to be at a show or because we had to go there for sound check and then we were just there for the entire day. anyway I was like this is it I said I love this but this is it for me on that yeah. so I took a break from from that uh, well I'm completely done with professional dancing but um and that I was very passionate about that but I knew I still had to dance. And there were plenty of times where I did push my dance dreams to the side or my passion to the side because I wanted to be, uh, I felt like I needed to do that to be a better mom or better at, or just to time manage and all those things. So it's been hard um, because there were some times, like I said, that I took off. Um, I, but when I did, the reason I kept coming back was because I, I needed it. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's why I feel like it's not that we lose our passion or our fire. It's just that we, as moms and women, tend to put so many other things before ourselves. Yeah. And I've been a victim of that. I mean, I've done that to myself for years and years. And it took a lot of self-growth and just really... Sometimes it's really honestly my friends who are like, Mary, focus on yourself. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay. Things you love. And mom guilt is hard. So that's one of the things, like, I don't know if you go through this. I'm sure you do. I can't imagine a mom yeah. not going. Yeah. You like, you're not supposed to be doing nothing else but sitting there looking at them babies. Just like this. <laughs> like, just, I'm going to stare at you every move you make. <laughs> I'm going to be here for everything, but it's just not possible. And I had to realize when I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't as healthy and I didn't have the energy to give to them too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, yes, I may be more physically tired because I decided to keep going with my passion, passion through all of my other responsibilities, but my soul was energized. It does. I like that. And I think, so what I'm hearing is in regards to keeping your passion alive, it's um, to still make it a priority. Yes. To somehow try to incorporate 
it into your life. It may not be as much as you want, but still try to incorporate it into your life. And then um, not letting it die down keeps you being a better person, which ultimately has you be a better mom. Right. It makes you better in every aspect of life, I feel like, because there were times where, like I said, I decided, okay, I got to push it to the side because I got to focus on all these other things, but then I'm not happy and then I'm not doing as good at being a wife, a mom, a friend of whatever it is that I'm doing because I'm not fulfilling that part of me that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And then even still, that can also be something, whatever your passion is, that you can share with your kids. Because I know winter is all about. (laughs) That brings me so much joy. Like, cause she (laughs) is, and I've never forced her to do dance because I always want her to do it because she loves it. Now, in the middle of the season, sometimes she's like, I don't, I want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, uh, absolutely not. You're going to finish. But if you don't want to come back next season, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> and she always wants she's to finish back. this. <laughs> season out now. But like, sometimes she'll take some summers off. She doesn't feel like doing it. I'm like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to do it year round. Yeah. That's another thing I would say. I think that sometimes we think we have to stop because we can't go as hard as we want to. But sometimes you can you don't have to go as full out with your passion as you want to just try to find ways to at least have it there a little bit. Yeah. There was times where I was only teaching like one class a week, which is nothing like for me, for what I do. Um, so I was barely doing it, but I still kept it in my life somehow, even when those times where I was like, okay, I don't feel like I can do this. So even if we tell ourselves that, that we can't, cause really we can do it. But even if we tell ourselves we got to focus on this or whatever's going on in our life, something may be going on that we really do have to put our focus into something else. I think that if you can find a way to spend a little time with it, to keep that fire there so that when that time does come back, now you can go full blown into it. Cause that, yes, there was, exactly. there was times where I only taught one class a week or whatever it was. Then there was times where I was teaching 20, 25 hours a week. Yeah. And on top of my regular job because of competition season and so many dance. Yeah, I know it was a lot. Oh, okay. I was like, when did you do that? And then, then you said a competition. I was like, oh yeah. For the past few years, I would um teach like six to seven classes a week and then I would have fifteen to twenty rehearsals a week for competition. Wow. And it was stressful. And there were so many times where I wanted to quit. Like I just mm-hmm. could- it, but I knew I had to have, I had to keep my social work job because my family needed the income mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, just, I can't step away from my passion. No matter how much there's days where I'm like, Ooh, I want to break. I want to fall out. I just want to scream. Somebody come save me from this, but then I remember discipline. You have to be disciplined. It's all going to pay off. Just keep going through. And so, so, so would you make, would you say that that's your number one rule in running a business? Um, and being a wife and mom, or what, maybe I should just ask, what is your number one rule? <laughs> That's a hard question. What is my number one rule? And um, being a business owner and also wife and mommy. I would say balance is my number one priority. I don't know if that's the same as like what you mean by rule. Well, yes, yeah, something that you live by, something that like you use, like something that maybe you use in your business that you also use in, in your mommyhood or um, just just something that you're like, this is my rule. Like, I don't do business after seven or I don't, you know, or I don't um, 
I try not to, whenever I come home, not talk about the studio or do this, or you know, just some people have different rules and trying to balance, you know, family and business. So I don't know. I don't know if they crowd another. I'm still working on those rules. Let me tell you. <laughs> not where she needs to be on those types of rules. <laughs> well, I, those are examples. That's, that's why I was just asking you. <laughs> what you're saying. Something that goes through my mind is balance. Mm-hmm. I just try to make sure that I'm balancing work life and home life. Yeah. And <clears throat> if I can get stuff done during the day when I'm in school, then there's times where I can spend that other time with my kids or something. Or um, if I can take them to do something like just me and them, like one at a time or something like that to, you know, so that they feel special and love just, just trying to balance it. Cause it's hard. Cause like I said, I do feel guilty sometimes like mom guilt where it's like, I know that right now, since I just opened it, my business, that it's taking more time, but I know that it's all going to pay off in the long run. And I'm slowly finding my balance. Cause like I said, balance is super important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all look funny. <laughs> no, I definitely get that. I get it. So what would you tell moms who feel like they have to sacrifice their dreams for raising their family? And I feel like this, I actually, side story, I just had a conversation with this lady. I was um, at work. I was checking her out. Her dog came and, you know, got shots or whatever. And she had just moved from Georgia to Texas. And she was, you know, an older lady. And she is, she was like, you know, oh, I just got a divorce and this and that. And I was like, oh, you know, so sorry that that happened, blah, blah. And um, she was like, you know, I, um, she was like, I just, she said it, but it was kind of, it was kind of funny. She was like, I just hate men. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but you know, I was like, okay, you can do a divorce, you know, you're a little. Where sometimes we kind of feel like that just a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, you can do a divorce. Like, <clears throat> I, you know, I can understand that. And she was just like, you know, I, I guess her first husband had passed away. Her children were young. And she oh. was just like, how do I get, how do I get money? And she worked, went into retail. And she went from a uh, retail to climb the ladder to being the CEO of a company. Uh-huh. And then she got married to her last husband that she just got a divorce from was with him for 20, 30 years. And then they just got a divorce. And she was just like, women have to do all this stuff. They, they want us to cook. They want us to clean. They want us to look cute. They want us to take care of kids and then go to work and do all this. And so she just went like on this tangent. And, um, but I, I, it's like, I understood everything that she was talking about. Cause she was literally talking about how sometimes you just have to sit there and, and sacrifice and do all these things, for all these other people. And you don't feel like you're doing things for yourself. And it's just like, she was once the CEO of a company. So she says she was once the CEO of, of a company and, you know, now she's a, a divorced woman and just trying to you know make things happen with the money she has. So I don't know. I thought that was a really good question to kind of ask. Cause it's just like, how, you know, what would you say to that mom that feels like she has to just pour and pour and, and dive and give into her family. Um, but she really has this dream that would, she really wants to fulfill. I would first say, I completely understand exactly where she's coming from and how she feels. And I think most women go through that and feel like that because I have gone through stages and me and Christian have talked about it. There's been times where I've resented him mm-hmm. because it seemed to me like he had all this free time. He had what we call me time. 
he was able to do the things that he enjoyed. And I felt like all I was able to do was work and take care of the, the family. Yeah. So like I resented him for that um, because I blamed him. It wasn't until I kind of realized, I don't know if it was therapy or just self-evaluation because I have, I love therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me say that. Go to therapy. <laughs> Tell her that's the first number thing. one rule. Go to therapy. <laughs> say that. Go to therapy. Woo, therapy has changed my life. I love therapy. <laughs> it is amazing. And it doesn't mean that something is wrong with you or people think it's like there's all these stigmas on yeah. therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. We need it. We need to, because we hold way too much in. And like she said, it feels like it's all on you sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, girl, I just got off on a tangent. Where was I going before the therapy? What would you say to the mom who sacrifices it all that has a dream? <laughs> well, now I remember I was saying where I kept blaming him. And it finally hit me. It's really not him. It's me who's not prioritizing myself. Mm-hmm. He's prioritizing himself. He has no issue doing it with ease. Look, okay. me, oh man. Yeah, go ahead. I, for that though, maybe I need to do the same. And so I was just like her where that's exactly how I felt. And I was drained and I was mad and I was not prioritizing my mental health or myself. Mm-hmm. And when I did just was like, okay, it's a priority. If I choose to make it a priority, just like I prioritize my kids, I can prioritize myself. Yep. And so I still am not saying that my self-care is where it needs to be. Like, it's still a progress for me, a process. I think it is for all of us. But it has improved so much because I decided to choose me. Yeah. Starting the studio was, I chose me. But it was so many other things in mind. It was, I'm doing this for my kids. I want to show them that you can do anything you set your mind to. But I'm doing this because I want to do it. And because I've been called to do this. And this is part of my purpose that God has for me. So I got to do this. And I choose me, even if it means sacrificing time. And I told my kids, I I set them down and I was like, I just want y'all to know mommy loves you so much. But I'm about to be gone a lot. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm about to pour a lot into this. And I told them eventually it's not going to always be like that because now that I'm doing what something for me or starting my own business, I'm going to be eventually able to manage my time better because I'm going to be in charge of it. Like nobody will say here at this time, I can, I'll be able to choose that. And so I would just say to that mom, um, figure out how you can balance your schedule in life to put yourself first. I would have a to-do list with a million one things on it. And you know, it was never on my to-do list. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my therapist helped me realize, realize that she was like, you live by to-do list. Why don't you just put your self-care on to-do list? Revelation. <laughs> Revelation. What? <laughs> what? I not think of that. <laughs> right. Right. Like, okay, this is, this is my dream. If my dream is to be a professional basketball player and I'm over here feeling like I got a mom and out all the time, okay, what can I do to reach that goal? I may need to take some courses. I don't, I'm just using an example, but whatever it is, you set your goals and you have to remember that it's okay to put yourself first. 
It's yeah. okay to take care of you. Yeah. It doesn't. And honestly, it teaches your kids that they got to do the same thing when they get older. Mm-hmm. It teaches them mm-hmm. that self-care. Um, and so showing them that independence, like I, I think it's a good example as well because we put so much guilt. And that's another thing my therapist helped me realize. She's like, you're putting all this guilt on yourself, but you're actually teaching them a lesson when you decide to say, well, mommy's going to do this for mommy. Yeah. It's like, because do you, don't you want them to take care of themselves or do what everyone else wants them to do? And I'm like, Ooh, that's why yeah. you, <laughs> that's why you get the bucks. Okay. That's why you get the monies right now, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's so true because you know, and one of the biggest things I realized in being a mom is that you are a mentor. Uh-huh. Like just, just straight up, you are mentoring the next generation. Yeah. And, you know, every, every parent has that idea that they want them to be better than them or they want them to have something mm-hmm. a little bit different within their childhood, maybe that they had or didn't have, whatever it could be. And so it's just like we're literally raising up these kids to perform and mm-hmm. go out into the world and treat others and treat themselves a certain way. And it's like, we have to be them first examples. Yeah. And that's just it. I love it. I love it, baby. She said, put yourself on a to-do list. Look. <laughs> on the to-do list. Come on. That that's was a revolution for me. I'm like, oh, look, look. Just do that. Can I get a massage today or this month or whatever? On my to-do list. Because I know I'm not about to let stuff sit on my to-do list. Because that gives me anxiety. So it's going to get done. Okay. It's, it's going to get crossed off. The crossing off is the best part for me. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Crossing off is the best part for me. I love that. Let me tell you what Allison's going to be doing next year. Okay, put on the to-do list. You know what's sad? The easiest person to set to the side is ourselves. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That is. That is. That is. Okay, well, we're not going to stay on here too long with y'all guys, but Definitely tell everybody about your dance studio. Tell about everything you offer. Just go ahead. Just plug yourself in. Boom. Go. Okay. Thank you. My (laughs) dance studio is called Motivation Dance Studio, spelled M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, I-O-N, dance. Um, Our website is www.m8dancestudio.com. Our Instagram is... Um, M8, the number eight underscore dance studio. And then our Facebook is just motivation dance. We offer classes for kids starting at age two, all the way up to 18. And then we offer adult classes all the way up to you feel like you can't move anymore. Come on. Come on. Classes for every single age group. We have a variety of styles. We offer ballet, jazz, tap, lyrical, contemporary, hip hop, palm, um, heels, Latin, technique, um, did I mention everything? Jazz, funk, uh, everything. I, I feel like I'm <laughs> everything, Latin, everything. Um, so we offer all of that. Um, shout out to my co-owner, co-director, Alex. I could do none of this without her. She is like, uh, we, we just work together very well and we get it done. Um, and to all my teachers who are amazing, we have the best staff ever. They really do. They're they are so, they're patient. Like our ones that work with our babies are so patient. They're so sweet. 
There's Look. Some, um, our older ones, like they're quality teachers. That's what I want people to know. Quality. That's Very important. So. And one of my goals, which is, you can see it in our studio is inclusion. And our studio is so diverse. And that just makes mm-hmm. me so happy because you don't see that at dance studios very often. Really? Over. Good. I've been in the dance world for a long time and I've taught at lots of studios. I've never seen diversity like my, at my studio. So, yes, yes. And not even just within the teachers, but obviously within her students. And that's what I like too. I know is that the students are diverse. I mean. Yeah. Even the students that's were what diverse. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it was, it, it was really great. Yeah. Gemma takes her classes, you guys. And like she was saying, uh, Miss Hannah, that is over these itty bitty children. She is so patient and so nice. <laughs> so good with them. I'm like, how do you do it? Cause you know, I had to set for her a couple of times. I'm like, Hannah, you are godsend. This is your calling. Girl, girl. Because let's take a wait my child. The way my child be trying to put people in headlocks. Like, <laughs> I see her do none of that, okay? <laughs> She's adorable. She is so cute. I need you to put her in some modeling ASAP. Look, that, that might be another goal for next year because I definitely, I see it. I see it with her. She makes the craziest face. I'm like, Gemma, say, oh no. She's like, oh no. And I'm like, right there. You got it. Like, you did, you're good. Like my husband, you, that's, you need to get Christian to do her headshots. <laughs> and we can keep it pushing. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we will put all of Mary's information, everything for dance, so you guys can um, go see. She is in Mansfield, Texas, by the way. Her studio is in Mansfield. Information. Let me, my information. <laughs> I'm the owner of Motivation Dance Studio. <laughs> I can't believe it. Every time I say that, it's like, what? And then my Instagram is Mary underscore O-N-U-O-H-A. Anoha. That's mine. Bam. You can find everything on there. Well, but I'll put all the links below so you guys can just look at everything that she's doing. Because whenever I say it's freaking amazing, it's freaking amazing. And it's it's great quality. She'd be around here tiptoeing and doing ballet and everything. I'm like, oh. Yes, yes, we'll do. We'll keep going. Marina, okay, because it's <laughs> up on those toes. That girl has a high arch off the ground. Like, it's really good. I don't know if that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah, it's my baby. <laughs> like, exactly what you want. <laughs> my baby, yes. <laughs> well, thank you again, boo. And we'll, we'll probably talk to you again next year. We just want to make this a thing. Like every year at the end of the year. <laughs> I like that. Just make it an annual thing. Annual thing. At the end of the year, you're going to close us out, okay? <laughs> I love it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for having me. Of course.